Perhaps the most disappointing aspect of the Trump era has been how establishment Republicans have rolled over for him, aiding and abetting Trump in every asinine, narcissistic urge, never having the guts to do anything to stop him from laying waste to the Republic. Mitt Romney has his good moments, but they have been too few and too late. Throughout this election, I have nursed a wish that President George W. Bush would put down his paintbrush, get in front of a camera, and tell the folks who still love him that Trump needs to go. He's never done that, even though you know he believes it. Now election day is nigh, and Trump continues to assert that he will refuse to concede if and when he loses. Lord knows what he will do with the enormous power that he thoughtlessly wields in order to remain in office. If Trump loses and attempts to deny Biden the presidency, my last hope is that Bush will finally speak up and urge his fellow Republicans to accept the results of the election. He probably won't. But just in case he's thinking about it, but doesn't know quite what to say, I thought I could do my part as an American and help our former president out. I will now perform my draft of what could be President George W. Bush's address to the nation if President Trump refuses to concede a lost election. This is not so much an impersonation of George W. Bush, but I do sort of need to invoke his spirit a little bit. President Bush, I am open to changes to this draft. Have your people get in touch. Let's get right to it. One score and none years ago, I was declared the winner of the presidential election because our side was better at what you call political maneuverings. Me and Al Gore pretty much wound up in a tie, and you can't have two presidents at the same time. So our guys just did a better job of greasing the wheels and working the refs. Simple as that. It wasn't all above board. Those ballots in Florida where old Jewish folks were accidentally voting for Pat Buchanan was some real sketchy shit. And to give it to you straight, even we were surprised when the Supreme Court just kind of let me be president. But like I said, it really was just a tie, and I think everyone figured it was just the other team's turn to be in charge for a while. It weren't pretty, but the thing got settled, and we moved on. But here's the real important part, and I probably should have said more about this at the time, but the reason things got settled is because of Al Gore. Now listen, Al was sure as hell that he'd won that election. He was positive he'd won Florida, and hell, maybe he really did. Butterfly ballots? I mean, goddamn. Both sides filed all their lawsuits. Both sides did their PR bullshit on TV. And in the end, those five justices shut it all down. Al could have kept on fighting. I don't think it'd change anything in the long term, but you never know. And it's not like we're talking about a fight over who gets to be employee of the month at a Pet Boys. This is the presidency. It doesn't get any bigger than that. So think about what Al must have been feeling. He believed he'd won more votes in Florida. He believed the Supreme Court was screwing him over because they liked me better. That's probably true. And what's for sure is that Al won more votes than me overall. He beat me by half a million votes in the national popular vote. And don't think I didn't feel that sting for the next four years until I definitively kicked Kerry's ass in 04. Now, winning the popular vote doesn't mean shit if you don't win enough of them electoral votes, and he knew that, but you just know it had to be making him nuts. I mean, imagine. You've been vice president of these United States for eight years, you're the smartest guy that you know, and you're not only sure you'd be a better president than the guy that you're running against, but you know you'd be way better than that skirt-chasing hillbilly whose shadow you've been stuck under for a decade. You run your race, you win more votes than the other guy, and then it all comes apart because of a bunch of technicalities and bullshit. But listen, 
After all that, even though he believed in his heart that he was being wronged, he stopped. He put the best interests of the country ahead of his own, and he opened wide to take an enormous bite of the biggest shit sandwich ever served in American history. On December 13th, in the year of our Lord, 2000, Al Gore went in front of those cameras and told the American people that it was over and that I was his president. I mean, holy shit. Now, while you think about that, then look at where we are today. There's no technicalities. There ain't no tie. Everyone knows that Joe Biden beat the pants off of Donald Trump. Yeah, sure, there's a bunch of mail-in votes that ain't been counted yet in Pennsylvania or whatever, but come the hell on. Trump lost this election the second he told folks to think about injecting themselves with bleach. Even I spat out my old duels when I heard that one. Mike Murphy says the country has been trying to cough up Trump like a hairball. And I'm telling you, this election was the cat's final hork. But now the hairball is trying to haul its soggy ass back into the cat's mouth. And that's just gross. And it just ain't gonna fly. A lot of folks who supported me back in the day also supported Trump. I get it. I ain't exactly excited about Biden being president. But the race is over. Biden won it. Plain as day. Trump is telling you that he's been robbed. That the election was fixed by some deep state Antifa pizza parlor tinfoil hat shit. He wants to make you scared and angry. That's because he's scared and angry. He's humiliated. You best believe I had my doubts about whether I belonged in that Oval Office. But deep down, Donald Trump knows he sure as shit never should have been there. And now he can't stand the idea of letting it all go. So he's pulling every trick he can think of so he can stick around. And too many goddamn people who certainly know better are letting him. Since he won't do it, I will. I'm here to tell you it's over. To my fellow Republicans, my fellow conservatives, I know you don't like the idea of a Democrat in the White House. Lord knows I don't either. But the people have spoken, and they have not been subtle about it. Joe Biden won, and he's got to get sworn in on January 20th, and Donald Trump has to let it go. Republicans in Congress and in your state governments, they need to hear from you right now. They need to step up, like I'm doing, and tell their president to stand down. Don't let Trump rally up with a bunch of crazy made-up conspiracies about a rigged election. Don't let the cable news folks and the talk radio folks get your blood boiling and making you think you've been screwed. Now, I know the system screwed you over a bunch of times before, but this ain't one of them. Joe Biden's a hell of a good guy. He talks too much, and it makes me tired just thinking about him going on and on about how some guy he met in some town had some damn expression and on and on. But he's a good man who won fair and square. And if you don't like what he does, and you do like some of what Trump was doing in terms of policy and what have you, then you vote for Republicans for Congress in the next election, and you support the next Republican candidate for president with everything you got. You fight like hell, and you beat them fair and square. But let's not do it like this. What Trump is doing now, it's unseemly. It's unsportsmanlike. It's weak. Remember old Al Gore. He had an honest-to-God claim to say that he'd won that race back in 2000. Now, he ought to have been president. But he knew that the peaceful transition to power was more important than him being president and more important even than keeping someone whose guts he hated from getting the job instead. He put his country first. He took it like a man. He took it like an American. Republicans can take this one, too. Donald Trump can't, so we'll have to do it for him. God bless you. God bless the United States of America.